By the way, uh, there are some cracks developing in the government's reasoning for imposing martial law, a.k.a. the Emergencies Act. They used that. I mean, they'd already, by that point, crushed the convoy, but they nonetheless imposed martial law, giving them all sorts of powers. Anyway, it turns out that the cops never asked the government to do that. Did Brenda Luckett, commissioner of the RCMP, just go rogue? If she did, my opinion of her may have to change. Minister's story contradicted. Police never asked Cabinet to invoke the Emergencies Act. This is a story in Blacklock's Reporter. The RCMP made that statement. This week, the Mounties contradicted repeated claims by Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino that the Cabinet was acting on the advice of law enforcement in taking emergency measures against the Freedom Convoy. Yeah, Marco said that numerous times. I do recall that. Hey, the cops are telling us to do it. Well, maybe not so much, Marco. Quote in the story in Blacklocks is, we're not in the position to provide influence on the government as to when and where they invoke a certain act. What? That's what Brenda Lucky, RCMP commissioner, said. Whoa. Did she just go rogue? Testifying at the Special Joint Committee on the Declaration of the Emergency Act, Lucky denied police recommended cabinet declare. Oh, this is the story. Uh, she denied that police recommended cabinet declare a national emergency. A quote in the story, we've heard multiple times from ministers and others that the Emergencies Act and the tools provided were specifically requested by police leadership. That, according to Senator Vernon White of Ontario, former Ottawa police chief, quote, as a law enforcement agency with primacy for national security, did you ask the government or representatives for the invocation of the Emergencies Act? Said Commissioner Lucky, no, there was never question of requesting the Emergencies Act. White, so you never asked for it? Do you know of any other police leadership that specifically asked the government for the invocation? Lucky said no. Okay, so what's going on here? Did Marco lie about this? Did Marco want, well, look, we know that the government wanted to impose the Emergencies Act. They were just itching to do it. While they justified it on the pretext of taking advice from the cops that apparently never actually took place. Cabinet invoked the act for nine days from February the 14th to the 23rd. Police were granted extraordinary powers to ban public assemblies and blacklist bank account holders suspected of sympathizing with the Freedom Convoy. Yeah, we know that. A total of 230 people were arrested. So what's going on here? If, if the cops never suggested that the uh, government do that, then A, what was the pretext for it? And B, why did they lie to the people of Canada about having the cops advise them to declare martial law? Also today, blame Russia for everything. Yeah, okay, so staring in the face now of, I want to say, not quite borderline, not quite runaway inflation, but serious inflationary pressures here that are being felt by millions of Canadians. Now, of course, the rich, right, the elites, they're not feeling it because they don't care. They make so much money. They got so much cash. 
They're uh, they're fine. They're good. They're bubble wrapped against the very decisions that they make that often cause misery for others. Funny that, but we're looking at potentially a recession. The regime now looking for scapegoats, and uh, Vladimir Putin is the biggest one handy. But uh, if you're not buying it, the regime has other plans for you. It's called Internet censorship to make sure that there's no disinformation on the Internet. They'll decide, you know, what the proper narrative is that you can absorb. They'll decide what constitutes information and what constitutes misinformation, not you. Yeah, it's not up to you to decide what's truthful as far as you're concerned. No, they'll decide what you can hear and what you can say. So that's the idea of restricting speech on the Internet so that they can push a narrative. No matter what a bald-faced lie they happen to be pushing, it doesn't matter. If they say it, it must be true. They already bought the media, so <laughs> it's not like there's going to be any reporting, any holding of account there. Um, yeah, nothing but sheep reporting on Justin Trudeau's regime, so they're not a problem anymore. So I guess they just have to shut down any online critics. People say, well, why did Justin Trudeau go to Ukraine? Well, I believe he needs to take the focus off his own economic failures. He needs to take the focus off the pain that millions of Canadians are now feeling, right? The chickens have come home to roost. The stupid decisions made by the Bank of Canada, uh, I believe politically motivated. Others are starting to believe that that is the case as well and saying so. Yeah, and I don't care if, uh, if Andy Coyne doesn't like it. In fact, all the better. <laughs> Anything that annoys these people is good. So Justin Trudeau has to take the attention off his own failures and put them on a war on the other side of the world. So blame Vladimir Putin for high gas prices, for high prices at the grocery store. Yeah, so don't, you know, don't make sure make sure that he doesn't pay the political price here. That Justin himself is the he's the Teflon guy, right? He's the guy who's beyond blame, despite the fact that we now have, we continue to have, the third largest energy reserves on the planet. You know, we're still paying really high gas prices in this country. Does that make sense to you? The total cost of imported crude oil in 2021 was almost $15 billion. $14.7 billion. That's what we paid for imported crude. And remember, we're paying the world price for imported oil. So when the price goes up, we get hammered like everybody else, despite having these massive oil reserves. I ask you again, does that make sense to you? Despite having our own oil and lots of it, more than we could ever use ourselves, we're still paying the global price for imported oil. Don't you think that seems kind of dumb? The only reason one would precipitate that kind of self-destructive economic behavior is if they were, oh, I don't know, corrupt, maybe paid off by somebody to stab this country in the back. Do you think that a guy like Blackface, a morally bankrupt, unethical narcissist, would take money to stab our country in the back? Well, I do. I absolutely believe that. <clears throat> My gut tells me that. Think about how outrageous this situation is and how utterly ridiculous we look in the eyes of the world right now. Right, don't you think it would benefit consumers 
in Canada if we were using more of our own oil rather than bringing it in from outside? Interesting tweet by our friend Dan McTagg. Too bad Canada doesn't have two to four million barrels of oil it could have offered the world were it not for its government's encouraging pipeline cancellation blocking. Imagine $75 oil reducing inflation. Yeah, that's what he is saying here, his analysis. And I believe, Dan, that we could be pumping another two to four million barrels of oil. And if we had the pipeline infrastructure, we could not only be supplying our own people with more of our own oil, we could be shipping it elsewhere, helping to defund Putin's war machine. But we can't do that, no, because Justin Trudeau doesn't want us to do that. I mean, consumers would certainly be getting a break. You know, I mean, do you think that consumers, say, uh, in Saudi Arabia are paying the world price for oil? You think that they're getting dinged for skyrocketing prices at the pumps? Do you think gas prices are way up in Qatar? No, because they've got that covered. They've got oil and they use their own oil. Yeah, funny that. You know, I mean, if, you're, if you live in a place where there's tons of oranges, say... Well, you know what? Oranges are probably going to be cheaper than if you lived in, I don't know, Alaska or, I don't know, Northwest Territories. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, so our consumers in Canada would be benefiting and could be benefiting from the fact that we have the world's third largest supply of oil reserves. But instead, we're getting ripped off. Just like the countries that have no oil. Don't you think that's a little odd? Don't you think that's outrageous? Don't you think that's ridiculous? And now blackface wants you to believe that it's all Russia's fault. Right. <clears throat> Got to blame somebody, don't you, Justin? This story from Blacklocks. Costs hammer households. Inflation is forcing Canadians to take on second jobs, postpone retirement, and cancel vacations, says in-house research by the Privy Council office. Canadians in federal focus groups said they also feared rising interest rates will throw the housing market into disarray. Well, we're already seeing a little bit of evidence in that. We saw, them, for instance, GTA sales fell about 27% in April, as well as prices dipping by around 6%. So is that a trend that's going to continue? A quote in the story in Blacklocks, many felt interest rates uh, was a risky prospect in that, rising interest rates rather, and that it could put many homeowners at risk of losing their homes, as well as potentially throwing the entire housing market into disarray. So, and I'll think about going, go back to 2021, before the federal election. Prices were rising, weren't they? Yeah, they were going up. Already there were pressures there, inflationary pressures. Did the Bank of Canada respond? No, no, they kept on with the same mantra that no, no, we could keep prices very low, no problem. Don't you worry. Just ignore the rising prices. Yeah. You see, the reason people raise interest rates is to try and control inflation. That's what the real reason, I mean, the Bank of Canada should know that. That's the one job they basically have is to <laughs> control inflation, to maintain the integrity of your dollar, to make sure that your dollar still, still pays for stuff that you don't end up like, oh, I don't know in an inflationary spiral. I mean, their job is to control that, but they didn't do anything. Why? Did it have something to do with the election coming up in the fall? 
did uh, were they told no no now now's not the time we don't need that right now there tiff what happened is it really outrageous to think that maybe the bank of canada really is politically compromised anyway does it all have to be this bad does inflation have to be this bad do you have to be suffering as much as you do do you really believe that putin is behind the economic turmoil we face or is the regime itself in Canada itself a wrecking ball? I mean, is it using whatever scapegoat is handy as an excuse? So remember, this slime ball Trudeau went to Ukraine and didn't wear a mask in a country where two-thirds of the population is unvaxxed. So clearly he has one rule for everybody else and himself and another rule for us. So he's certainly not paying the price. He flies around wherever the hell he wants. He doesn't think twice about climate change. Remember, this is the guy who thinks that somehow if we ramp up production, that's going to hurt climate. Yeah, that's going to, that's going to have an impact on the planetary climate. Do you really believe that? Right? Do you really believe that it makes more sense from an environmental standpoint to ship oil in from halfway around the world, that that is somehow better for the planet than drilling right here at home and moving that oil via pipeline, having it processed maybe here? Right Now, I know that there are liberals who are stupid enough to believe that and continue to believe that, but they're liberals. So what about the rest of you? I mean, when we could be supplying our own people with relatively cheap energy, we're not doing it. Trudeau thinks you're stupid. Trudeau, Trudeau thinks you'll continue to buy the idea that bringing oil here all the way from places like Saudi Arabia and Nigeria makes more environmental sense, right? Shipping it here via tanker that that's better for the planet than drilling our own oil, processing it, and moving it via pipeline. Yeah, he wants you to believe that that's the case. Do you? I want you to think about that next time you're filling up your tank, next time you're overpaying for groceries, you're getting gouged for groceries. Ask yourself why it is that a country is rich in oil and other natural resources is getting gouged, isn't enriching our own people, right? Employing our own people as we could be doing, benefiting our country. Ask yourself why that's the case. Because you know the rule, right, on the Mark Petronas show. When a political leader is making decisions that run counter to the national interest, well, that person obviously is serving somebody else's interests and has been bought and paid for to do so. Are you connecting the dots here? Because it's not that complicated. Canadians need to wake up and realize we, are have, we have turncoats and backstabbers running this country. Now I know the bought off chimps in the media, they'll never ask that question. But hear me out here, if oil is so bad and so evil that end imports right now, I'm talking to you blackface, end all imports today. You say it's an existential threat to the planet. You say it's an existential threat to the country. You know, how odd that you only play the climate change card when the subject of ramping up domestic production comes up. That's kind of strange, isn't it, blackface? You say we're in a crisis? Well, if that's the case, end all oil imports today. Stop it from coming into the country. Will he do that? No. Because this vermin running Canada does not serve the interests of the people not the workers in Alberta, not the consumers in Ontario, 
not somebody struggling with their grocery bill in New Brunswick. This putrid sack of radioactive pig feces is serving his own interests, lining his own pockets, and serving the interests of those who are paying him off. Deal with it.